When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike on Thanksgiving here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, Sirius XM80, and all of our great ESPN stations across the country in the ESPN app, along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, with you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I had an amazing assignment last night. My wife calls me in the kitchen. She says to me, I need you to do something. I said, what's that? She said, I need you to taste test the mac and cheese. And with that, good morning, everybody. Nice. (laughs) Nice. So what were we looking like, Ev? Did she hit the home run? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, so good. Here's the question I have for you guys. All right? So the breadcrumbs not on there yet. She was going to put them on today. I said, I don't even know if we need the breadcrumbs. It's that good. Do you put the breadcrumbs on there for, for the mac and cheese for Thanksgiving? No, I'm anti-breadcrumb on yeah. the mac and cheese. Let the mac and cheese stand alone. I'm sure your wife used about three or four different cheeses. She did. So, so just let it stand alone and make sure you get the edges because we all know the edges of the mac and cheese is the best part of the pan. Ooh, I'm going to be the contrarian, guys. I love the breadcrumbs on top. Just add a little extra flavor, a little extra texture to the mac and cheese. I think breadcrumbs are totally the way to go. Uh, Well, uh, I don't know what she's going to do today, but there's obviously so much to do. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and not to get cheesy and whatever, but like, I guess pun intended on that. Um, (laughs) We are beyond thankful to be here with you guys. It's awesome that the three of us get this show every single day. We all love being a part of this on Unsportsmanlike and ESPN Radio, and it's cool to be here with you on Thanksgiving. You know, we left off yesterday with something that I slipped in there that I want to just do a quick follow-up on. CeCe was looking out the window, had a dog running all over that wasn't his out of his window as he was about to go Thanksgiving food shopping. So we need a quick update, CeCe. Whose dog was that? And did you accomplish all you needed to do with Thanksgiving food shopping yesterday? We still have no idea whose dog it was. I mean, the dog was just gallivanting in the backyard. The dog decided to take a dip in my pool. I guess he was hot yesterday. But it was a whole lot going on. We still hadn't found out whose dog it was. But the dog did go away. Thank God. Now, as far as the grocery shopping is concerned, we joked about me needing to wear my helmet into the grocery store yesterday. Absolutely should have brought it. It w- it wasn't one of those things that's just a suggestion. It might have been a requirement because of how crazy the grocery store was. Now, I get it. I'm a rookie doing the grocery shopping the day before Thanksgiving, but my wife and I just got in town the day before, so we had no other choice. But I want to give a shout-out to my wife, Mel, because we were in and out. That was a stealth mission, less than an hour. We had $500 worth of groceries, shopping carts filled to the brim to get all of this stuff, including the bird of honor, the two ducks. But, I mean, it was crazy in the grocery store. So I'm I'm sitting in one of the aisles, Ev, and it's clearly one of those aisles that's for one shopping cart only. You can't go with the side-by-side shopping cart. It's one Shopping cart aisle, right? Okay, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So down the aisle saunters this guy. Now, he's got a smaller shopping cart, really nothing in it. So it's not as if he can't turn around and go back another way if he wants to get to the other side of the aisle. 
He decides that he's going to try to skinny past me. Now, clearly, it's a an aisle where only one shopping cart can fit down. That's It's not a very wide aisle. It's narrow. He tries to skinny past me and knocks three bottles of red <laughs> wine off the shelf no. onto the ground. They shatter. There's red wine and glass everywhere. Oh, but my it, God. But, but here's the kicker. The guy then just goes about his business, doesn't tell anybody from the grocery store that there are three bottles of wine that just spilled on the floor. No. So I've got to stop what I'm doing, stop my process, and stop shopping, and go find an attendant to come clean up the aisle. It, it is absolutely ridiculous. So the person was rude to think that they're just going to come down the aisle and I'm supposed to move, or they're entitled to get past me rather than go around like every other decent human being. But then the entitlement to not tell anybody that there was there was red wine that they spilt on the floor. I, it was absolutely ridiculous. So like I said, I probably needed the helmet, but I still don't get why somebody in a situation like that would think they can get past a 6'8", 350-pound man <laughs> that has a shopping cart that is filled to the brim. It made no sense. Yeah. Be better, people. Be better. No self-awareness from this guy. Clearly no situational awareness, but I have a follow-up, Cece. When he knocked the wine over and it shatters and you're there and you see it all go down, do you say something to him? Did you confront him with like, what he had up. done? Or just like, hey, yo, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Anything <laughs> no, of it, that it, it was the It was the, hey, yo, what are you doing? And I got the look back like, what are you, why are you talking to me? And I was like, whoa. So absolutely, when, when the person from the grocery store showed up on the aisle, I was snitching. I went down the aisle and pointed across the grocery store to the dude that did it. I was like, that's him over there. Like, I'm, I'm snitching in that situation because he's a despicable person. Like, I, I don't know. Like, who are these people, Smalls? I don't get it. We're supposed to be in the holiday spirit. Everybody's cheerful. Look, we get that this is not ideal. We're in the grocery store the day before Thanksgiving. But we all got to work together in order to have a have a positive experience, right? Like, no, like, we all understand this is going to be intense. Let's not be trash human beings and make it an even worse experience for all involved. That's all I'm asking. I don't think that's too much, especially on Thanksgiving Eve. So there has been something that I think as a society we need and that I've been championing for for a long time, and that's social jail, where when you do something socially (laughs) that makes your fellow human beings feel awkward or you do something to disrupt the nature of the flow of humanity, you have to go to social jail. Like if you're the person who doesn't return the carts at the grocery store, you need to go to social jail. There has to be some sort of consequences for your behavior. And this guy? CC, he needs to go to social jail. Well, there's a lot of people in life you want to stand up for, obviously. <laughs> lock, know, lock him people, away. People in need, people that are persecuted for things, white billionaires, all these different people you want to stand up for <laughs> in life. <laughs> if you don't understand that reference, stay with us. You'll get it. Trust me. <laughs> you know, all those people that you want to stand up for in life. The thing that I kept going to when you were telling the story, CC, is you're about to get blamed for this because the people in the grocery store, when you're like, hey, somebody knocked into the red wine and it's on the ground and its glass is shattered, they're going to think you did it, totally. even if you said someone else did it. I'd be like, roll the tapes. Yeah. Did that, they think that, you exactly, did Exactly, Smalls. We have video evidence. <laughs> yeah. There are, there are security cameras in the grocery store, so they can clearly see that I wasn't. But I just don't understand why it would be so hard 
to just go turn around and go down another aisle. That's the part I don't get. Like this was one of those specialty aisles where it was like, okay, it's really, really narrow. But there are other aisles in the grocery store that are double wide for two shopping carts. Just go down one of those aisles, bro. Like you don't have to try to get past me. I don't understand whether you thought this was, you know, a a a, a stunt that you wanted to try to pull, whether it was a, a lifetime goal to prove. I, I don't get it. I it didn't make sense, and I just like. In my mind, what did you think was going to happen? How did you think this was going to go? It could only be bad. Like I, that's that's the part I don't get. It could only be bad. So why would you even risk it? It made no sense. All right, more on this coming up. It oh. is unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Something Last happened last person. night. Something happened last night in sports that you don't see often. Greg Popovich, San Antonio Spurs, they were playing the Clippers, and their former forward, Kawhi Leonard, was there, obviously, for the— I shouldn't say obviously. He actually played. That's not obvious. (laughs) That is not obvious. That's on me. Uh, Kawhi was playing at the free throw line, and in between free throws, the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich, in a 109-102 loss to the Clippers, got on the microphone? Excuse me for a second. Pops on we the mic. We stop all the booing and let these guys play. It's not who last. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Okay. So he gets on the microphone and he says, can you basically stop booing? And that's not who we are to Kawhi. Because every single time Kawhi touched the ball, free throw, whatever, they boot. This is such an interesting thing. People were ripping Pop. People were saying, oh, my God, Pop is done. This is all about one thing to me and one thing only. The one that got away. We all hold on to it. Greg Popovich's career is flawless. Tim Duncan, David Robinson, now Wembenyama, five championships. Everybody wanted to be there. The one that got away. And I still, I am, my theory here, he still wants him back. And he doesn't want the fans to boo Kawhi Leonard. There you go. There's my crazy theory for something that was very weird that happened last night, guys. Yeah, I don't know if it's a situation where he he necessarily wants him back because, I mean, I think Greg Popovich is in a good position to be able to develop Webinyama, who went for 20 and 15 for the first time in his NBA career. But I I just looked at it from the standpoint of what Pop said postgame. You don't want to poke the bear. Like, he was just saying, like, don't boo this guy. Don't wake this guy up because it could be problems for our team on the court. And essentially it was. I mean, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard dropping 17 second-half points, and then in the fourth quarter, you know, in the fourth quarter, Kawhi Leonard being able to play make and put his team in position to win with some critical buckets. So I just – I looked at it as a situation where, you know, from Greg Popovich's standpoint, we got a team that's trying to build a culture of being competitive even though we don't have the wins to show for it. Last night was an opportunity for some tangible evidence that we're moving in the right direction and trying to get a win, and the game slipped through their fingers in part because of Kawhi Leonard's big second half. Yeah, I don't love this from Pop. I really don't. I understand where he's coming from. He's saying, have a little class, stop the booing. He wants the fans to procure a different environment for the opposing team, especially somebody who's been there and who they know, but that's not what fandom is. And part of sports is a healthy hatred. If they were throwing things on the court or shouting really offensive things at him, that would be one thing. I would totally understand if he would want to commandeer the mic and give the crowd a talking to, but these people paid to be there. And part of sports is 
showing your frustration to someone, whether it's because they left you or because of what's happening on the floor. These people paid to be there and they can express themselves however they want. So I thought it was a little shocking to see Greg Popovich try to change the way those people feel. From that perspective, totally agree with you because like the last thing you want to do is go against, if you're a player or a coach, you don't want to go against the fans and you don't want to go against the media. There's too many of us, right? And there's not enough of you to go against them. I just don't know, like if that was LeBron and they were booing LeBron and Greg Popovich getting on the mic, and he has a great relationship with LeBron, but is he getting on the mic? You don't think no. it's, it's specific to that guy, to that no. guy that used to be there? No, it's what Kawhi Leonard meant to the Spurs organization. Uh, I think that that is what, uh, I guess, prompt that that's a part of the math that's baked into that. But also, let's not pretend that San Antonio is like every other sports market, and let's not pretend like Greg Popovich is like every other head coach in the association because he's not. There is a certain degree of clout, benefit of the doubt, that goes along with that. So if Greg Popovich is getting on the PA system and saying, hey, guys, let's not boo this dude because of what he's done for our franchise. Let's try to show a little bit of class. And then, oh, by the way, it could help our team on the court by not motivating this guy more than he might have already otherwise been. Then let's let's do that. Let's do that part of it. And so I guess when you look at the results, and I know hindsight is twenty twenty. The second half that Kawhi Leonard had, who's to say that those boos early on didn't contribute to Kawhi Leonard being able to put his team on his back and win that basketball game? You guys can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. You can weigh in on, a, on the social jail that maybe we put the guy yes. who knocked into the yes. red line yes. in the social jail. social other, jail. Other examples of social jail. Do you have any issue with what Pop did last night getting on the mic? And do we want to hear people's menu today? I mean, are we interested in he- hearing people's Thanksgiving menu? Do we want to hear this? Maybe. Can, is, 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 hey, real quick, Ab, before yeah. we go to break. Can we can we can we throw Scott Foster, the referee from the last night's Golden State Phoenix game? Can we put him in social jail? Big time. Um, I think it may be greater than that because the thing going on with Chris Paul is very weird. I don't know that okay. social jail. That that's just we'll have to get into that because he kicked Chris Paul out again. Chris Paul admitted after the game it's personal. Let's be honest. We all love the NBA. I have to ask the question: Why does the NBA allow Scott Foster, the referee, to, to referee Chris Paul games, especially when we know gambling is a huge part of it? In no way, shape, or form am I, am I saying fixing. I'm saying we have too much information around the fact that things don't go right there, and gamblers may look at that in a different sort of way. Coming up, obviously it is Thanksgiving. We want to give back to as many people as possible. Coming up, we give back to white billionaires. Next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPN 2. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And, uh... (laughs) Boy, this is going to get interesting. I'm just prefacing this. This is going to get interesting. So, on HBO's Real Sports, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, claimed that his 2014 arrest for operating a vehicle while intoxicated was a result of police prejudice against him for being a, quote, rich white billionaire, end quote. Okay, so prejudice against him. (laughs) Again, I told everybody this is going to be interesting for being a rich white billionaire. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So it was discussed yesterday on uh, First Take, and uh, it was Molly Karam. It was uh, Stephen A. Smith. It was Christopher Mad Dog Russo, and it was Kimberly Martin. Okay. So I guess Jim Irsay saw that, and he tweeted at Jim Irsay a couple of tweets. Um And on First Take, the woman that preceded Stephen A., how dare you pretend to know me? I don't know your name and don't care to. If my black mother, Dorothy, was still alive, you'd be in some big hot water. You are mean and ugly. You are a nothing burger. Okay. Um, Well, that's interesting. That doesn't feel like protecting the shield, so to speak. Um, (laughs) Wait a minute. Jim Ursay's mom is black? (laughs) When when was this established? First of all, I thought his mom was Harriet Ursay, who who passed back in 2000. Eight, I didn't think his mom's name was Dorothy. Did I did I miss that memo that was sent out there that he had a black mom? I missed that one. Nope, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, I didn't? Okay. No, no. All right. No, keep keep going. You're good. You're good. <laughs> keep going. Okay. I'll, go ahead and continue because it sounds like you have more tweets that you wanted to yeah. get to. Um, well, my first okay. reaction was I know he's not talking about one of our teammates. He on first take? I'm ready. I, we write at dawn. You're not talking about our teammates here at ESPN, Jim Ursay. I think he is. Um, okay, so then he continues. Dorothy Bloodsaw was my black mom. She carried me in the house of Lincolnwood, in the house of Lincolnwood, Illinois, on, uh, in 1959. It's like not coherent, the, the writing in this. June, and raised me in the light of Christ. I would be dead if not for her unconditional love. She showed me that Jesus was my savior. I owe everything to her. Yeah, I had no problem. Okay, with that. so it sounds like Dorothy is the help, and that it's not his actual mom. So, I, I, like, does Jim Ursay realize that she was being paid to be nice to him? Because that's what was happening. She was she was somebody that was a domestic that was in the house as a caretaker for him and his siblings. I, I, I. I to say that that's his black mom, I don't. I don't know about that. It felt. It feels like he's hiding behind race. He's using that as a shield, and it's really interesting that he starts out with him being prejudiced because he is a, being prejudiced against because he's a white billionaire, and then he's turning around and yeah, he's playing the race card in defense of these uh, quote unquote attacks toward his character. I, I. I don't understand. It's. It's. It's real rich. No pun intended, coming from Jim Ursay. I mean, it sounds like a guy that was born on third base and thinks he hit a triple. So, Canty, you have a uh, you have the Chris Canty Foundation. 
Yeah. When you guys are raising money, is it for white billionaires? No, I, I can promise you it's not for white billionaires. <laughs> but it just here's the thing, Ab, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that we have to laugh at it. It's hilarious that this is this man's do. perspective. This is this is how he thinks. <laughs> this is a prime example of somebody becoming unhinged. And just because you got money, don't make you smart. Jim Ursay is case in point. It's absolutely ridiculous. And while we're on the Jim Ursay train, can somebody please explain like all of the things that were around those mysterious circumstances when he got pulled over in 2014? Like you, you got pulled over. You had $29,000 in cash, which you said is light for you. And then you had prescription drugs in your vehicle. Now, we're just going to ignore the fact that in 2014, there was also a woman that had overdosed in one of the homes that you purchased. We'll ignore that. We're not going to even pay attention to that. But when we talk about your arrest, think about this. His defense was that he recently had surgery and that he couldn't walk straight because of the surgery. And that's why he had the prescription drugs. Well, dog. If you just had surgery that requires you to be on prescription drugs, why would you be driving? Can can somebody explain that one to me? Because that the math ain't mathing with that one, Smalls. It's really not, especially if you're a billionaire. You have people that you can employ to drive you around. So <laughs> math is doubly not mathing for me. Um, but you guys, we did put out a warning yesterday on Unsportsmanlike the day before Thanksgiving. It's Big Wednesday. People tend to get a little loose. We we I encourage people to shoot their shots, but maybe we should have encouraged people to put their phones away <laughs> because Jim Ursay, if we're talking about employing people, he needs to employ somebody who's going to check him. He needs to employ somebody who's go- not going to be a yes man or woman around him all the time and just gas him up. He needs somebody to be like, hey, Put the phone away. Delete the tweets. He needs Herm Edwards to be in his face and say, don't hit send. You know, maybe he needs a Stephen A. Stay off the weed. Stay off it. I don't know what's going on when this dude is firing off tweets like this. Like, I've never seen, like, we've quite literally never seen this from a billionaire outside of Jim Irsay. It, like I, I look, here's the thing. I know the NBA, the NFL is looking at this and saying, "Man, can you put your phone down?" There's probably nothing the league can do in the way of censorship with Jim Irsay, but this is embarrassing. Like at least the commissioner and the other owners have to have a stern talking to, because in no way, shape, or form is this good publicity for the National Football League. Yeah, when Jim Irsay is like, you know what people aren't talking about? The targeting of white billionaires. Exactly. He needs somebody in his employee to be like, no, 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 no. We're not going to go there. Don't. We're not no, going to go no, there. Put those we're words back in there. your mouth. No. Yeah, uh, just have, have a little bit of awareness, kind of like that guy in the grocery store with the shopping cart. That's right. Have you know, a little bit of awareness. This is. This, I agree with you. There's nothing you could do here other than laugh, other than the fact that, like, the NFL can't simultaneously claim we want to protect the shield and hold up this image, et cetera, and have this hat. Like, this is too much. This is just too much. And I'm like, maybe there's other stuff going on. And obviously, we'd be empathetic in that regard towards anybody that would have other stuff going on. To Kimberly A. Martin's credit, she changed the part of her Twitter at Kimber at by Kimberly A. to quote woman that preceded Stephen A., which is great. Which is great. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what? Ev? It's moments like these that make me look at my dad and be a little more disappointed. You know why? Because I don't understand why my dad couldn't set me up to have success like Jim Ursay's dad, Robert Ursay, did. Like, why, why couldn't you be more like Bob Ursay, Pops? Why couldn't you pass me an NFL team? 
Did, did you see Jim Ursay try to explain that he earned the team and he wasn't given the team? And I'm just sitting there saying to myself, bro, I don't want to hear about you buying a Colts bank loan. Your dad owned the team. Now you own the team. He gave you the team. There's no <laughs> world in which you are, you're a self-made man. I, it makes no sense. It's bizarro world to me. I, I this is the this is the problem when you have too many yes people around you, like you said, Smalls, because you get into these types of situations where your delusions are playing out in the court of public opinion, and it's not going to end well for you, dog. All right, a lot is on our Thanksgiving Day plate right now in terms of uh, conversation. You guys can be a part of it on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. Your reaction to Ursay. Greg Popovich takes the mic last night. Did he go too far? The social jail that, that CC and Smalls want to put the guy that knocked over the red wine in the supermarket. He's yeah. got to serve some time. That basically blames CC for knocking over the red wine, even though it wasn't CC's fault. And we just want to hear your plate today. What's on it? Like, what, what are we eating today? Let's go. Let's have that conversation. Plus... Which NFL and college football teams could go cold turkey with their coaches coming up in the next few weeks? We will get to that next on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. This holiday season, join in the Disney tradition, the Disney Ultimate Toy Drive. Visit Disney.com slash Toy Drive to learn how you can help bring joy to children in need this holiday season. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're going to get your phone calls in on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN on Jim Ursay, Greg Popovich, and Thanksgiving. CC. I have to self-report because Uh-oh. Smalls mentioned something about social jail, and I just I want to be clear about this, Smalls. So, People that don't return the shopping cart to the designated areas in the parking lot, they go to social jail? Yes. Cece, yes. Uh, Okay. All right. Oh, no. Oh, no. So it happened yesterday, and I'm self-reporting that I did it. (laughs) Now, in my defense, the parking lot was on smash, and so there was overflow in a lawn area nearby the grocery store. 
And so I, I had to take the groceries, you know, in the cart to the to the truck of the car. And then it just like the the area to return the carts in the parking lot was so far away. So I just sat it kind of on the median, oh, no. which is by there, and I didn't take it back to the place that you're supposed to put the carts. So oh, I have no. to self-report. Oh, Am no. I a bad guy, though, Smalls? Yes. This, oh, no. I feel like there were extenuating circumstances no. in oh, this no. particular instance. No, you didn't. Oh, no. First of all, Cece, I really respect the fact that you self-report. This is now the second okay. time on this show that you have self-reported. The first is when you took Evan's take and you regurgitated it on Get Up. No, that was Dan Graziano. It became Dan Graziano. It was Dan Graziano that actually did that, Smalls. <laughs> yes, it was ultimately I was just piggybacking Dan. on Dan's original take. Correct, correct, but I love that you self-reported, and I also appreciate that you self-reported here, but this is a hardcore flag on the play. I'm stunned at him. I can't believe that you did this, Cece. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. There is a theory out there that determining if you're a good person or not can boil down to whether or not you return the cart at the grocery store. Actually, Mina Kimes, a couple years ago, did a feature on Justin Herbert, who is a very chill person, and his teammates were talking about the fact that they've never really seen him get upset, except when one of them did not return their cart at the grocery store. So, Hold on. So grocery shopping is a team effort with the Chargers? Well, football. Like, I have football so many questions isn't. That. Football isn't. <laughs> right? Okay. So I'm going to read it from Mina Kimes. One of his teammates was saying, I've seen Herbert's temper flare up only once. Uh, one of his teammates tried to abandon his grocery store cart in the parking lot. The first time we went shopping, I was like, eh, I'll leave it right here. Justin Herbert said, no, you take it all the way back. You know what? Wow. Belichick is going to want to coach him. I changed my mind. He's wow. in. Belichick to the If Chargers. even Justin Herbert gets upset about it, CC, you need to you need to put it back. And I don't want to hear about Can I try to spin that into a positive? Not returning the cart, though. Mm. Can yeah. I? Can I do that, Smalls? I'm just going to put this out there. Maybe just maybe it helps with store employee job security. The <laughs> fact that there needs to be somebody that gathers the carts in the parking lot and brings them back to the grocery store. Oh, now, now, CC is that, is okay. that possible? Absolutely is that possible? No. You just, not. you know, what you made yourself into. You want us to feel badly for you, like we do white billionaires. We're not going to yes, do it. Yes, We're not going to yes. do it. You're not Give me some want. of that grace. Give me some of that. I want some of that, Jim Hurst. You know what, Cece? Why don't you ask the grocery store employee who takes the carts back in if it helps secure their jobs? If you just leave the carts willing, I would ask them that, Smalls, but I was too busy having a conversation about Lions Packers today. Okay. Wait, no, don't try to change the subject. Did no, you, I, well, I, did, I, I, I no, quite literally tried. was. Yeah, Pat. I, Get him, Pat. Did I you, literally did, was, Pat. Did you use self-checkout? No, I did not. Okay. That's, okay. That, that, that's the point? I, thanks for that contribution. Because yeah. the only people that work at grocery stores are the cashiers? What are you talking well, about? Well, guess no, what? If you use self-checkout, but you were trying to claim that you were helping jobs by putting your park, uh, your car oh, in, oh, in a random okay. spot. All right, in the park all right. you got us somewhere. You. you got us somewhere. All right, because I was about to say, you know what, Pat? As a result of your question, we have to change subjects because it was so bad. <laughs> but now I understand what you're saying. All right, time to go cold turkey. NFL college football coaches, Smalls is a list that could be dropped cold turkey by their team coming up over the next month or two. Smalls, what do you have for us? We have the game coming up, you guys. Ohio State, Michigan. Could Ryan Day be dropped cold turkey by his team if Ohio State loses? CeCe's got to go first on this because you've been on this train, CeCe. So go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, if you're Ryan Day, you got to be looking over your shoulder because the powers that be at Ohio State don't want to lose the game 
three years in a row. Last time that happens, Jim Trestle was the head coach, and this was early 90s. So this ain't a situation where you can afford to lose it, especially if Jim Harbaugh's not going to be on the sideline because he's serving the last of a three-game suspension. There is pressure on Ryan Day to win this game because there's always pressure in this situation. But this is a clear and obvious opportunity for you to not only win this game but secure a spot in the college football playoff. If you don't get it done in this instance – then I think it's fair to question whether or not he's the guy to take Ohio State where they want to go. I get it. Last year, it was a situation where you came a missed field goal short of playing for the national championship. But if you can't break through, if you can't beat Michigan right now under these circumstances, then I think it's fair for Ohio State to explore other options to potentially upgrade. Uh, I can't see it. 55 and 6. 55, he's 55 and 6, 38 and 2 in conference. Unreal. I can't see it. Next one. What about Lincoln Riley? We know he's an amazing recruiter. He's the quarterback whisperer, but USC 7 and 5 on the season. Lincoln no, Riley, no, can he be dropped no, cold no, turkey? No, no, and no. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying that over and over again simply because of the fact that I know Dan Mullen, our teammate here at ESPN, threw it out there that maybe that's the one that we should be looking at in LA and not Chip Kelly. I'm going to use our Michigan approach to USC. All right, Michigan, you want to maybe get rid of Harbaugh for all of this one day? I'm not saying they will. Who are you going to hire better? Who is USC going to hire that's better than Lincoln Riley? Good year this year? Absolutely not. Disappointing fans to some extent? Absolutely. Who are you hiring that's better? Give me a break. Nobody. You're not getting anybody better than Lincoln Riley. And all you got to do is look at the laundry list of quarterbacks that are playing on Sundays that were under his tutelage. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, just to name a couple. It feels like Kayla Williams is the next in line to be the number one overall pick. So I, I guess if you're USC, for no other reason, look at how quarterbacks develop under Lincoln Riley and then look at the quarterbacks you're able to recruit. USC has another Ferrari in the garage with Malachi Nelson, a guy that was a five-star recruit from Los Alamitos. Like, this dude is going to be that dude. So why would you interrupt that if you're USC by firing Lincoln Riley, who would have another job in a, neck, in a heartbeat? Lincoln Riley's phone would melt. If USC decided to drop him cold turkey, the amount of people reaching out to hire him, his phone would melt. All right, guys, let's. It pit. should be the Chargers. The Chargers should reach out. They should. That actually would be a good fit. Good call. Well, speaking of the Chargers, let's pivot over to the NFL. What about Rob Sala with the Jets? Not the season they anticipated because of the Aaron Rodgers injury. Could he be dropped cold turkey? You know, I didn't think this was a thing. There's a lot of smoke right now. Some of these comments, some of the divide we're seeing with the whole Zach Wilson stuff. I'm not saying they're going to be drop him cold turkey. I'm saying I have gotten to a place, CC, that I was not at before the season. Now I'm, and you were saying this is going to go on him a little bit more than people realize. I think you're right about this. I'm not saying he's getting fired. I'm just saying he's going to be in major hot water. I think by the end of the season. Yeah, it depends on how it looks down the stretch. If they get capped at four wins, if you're talking about this team being four and thirteen or. 5-12, and 12, like that, at that situation, I think it's fair to question whether or not you got the right head coach. But here's the problem. If you're moving on from the head coach, are you moving on from the offensive coordinator? Oh are you God, moving you on have from to. the general manager? I mean, everybody's got their hands dirty when it comes to this Jets situation. And if they're all in on Aaron Rodgers, it feels like a situation where Rob Sala will get the benefit of the doubt from ownership just because ownership doesn't want to blow it up with just you know a one- or two-year window with eight as their quarterback let me ask you a quick follow-up I had you're starting a team right now you can only have one of these guys as your offensive coordinator you could have Nathaniel Hackett 
Jets, Matt Canada, just fired by the Steelers, or Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator that was the Patriots' offensive coordinator last year. You have to have one of them as your OC. Who are you taking? Or Matt me. Patricia? Or me. I'm, I'm an option. So me, Ma- Ma- Matt, Matt Patricia. Pa- Matt Patricia? C. Wow. I'm going with Matt Patricia. C. <laughs> with multiple choice, with multiple choice you can't go wrong with C. I'm going with C, Matt Patricia. Is it because he's got the pencil behind his ear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's a rocket scientist. Why not? That's right. Um, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers runs the Jets, and he seems to have a good relationship with Rob Sala. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to fire him moving forward. All right, Evan. It's your guy, the hoodie. What did you call him, Billy F. Baby? Bill Belichick, bad season for the Pats. Could he be dropped cold turkey by Robert Kraft? No. No. He's either the head coach next year or he and Robert Kraft work with another organization to get him to another organization that he wants to coach. He's not going to be dropped cold turkey. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I think he's out of there. They'll, they'll frame it however they want, a meeting of the minds where he resigns, but I think he's out of there. And I, I think it's more likely that Bill Belichick resigns and it's a mutual parting of ways than it is that he actually gets traded. I don't see Robert Kraft agreeing to trade to trade him, and I don't think Bill Belichick wants to be in a situation where he's at the mercy of whoever wants to give the Patriots the highest draft compensation. I think it's Bill Belichick leaving to coach somewhere else, but he's allowed to leave as a free agent. I don't think he gets traded, but I also don't think he's on the sideline for the Patriots in 2024. It is Thanksgiving. Coming up, we got dueling takes about the holiday. One from a dog and the other from a whole pack of badgers. We'll get that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Greedy. Zach Wilson's terrible. He's just a terrible player. He doesn't get it. He doesn't see anything. Zach Wilson cannot be on this team next year. That's really all there is to be said about the Jets. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPN 2, ESPN app, and of course, Sirius XM Channel 80. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And Thanksgiving, of course, is about food, it's about family, it's about football, it's about fun. And uh, that's for some people, not everyone. So we have today dueling takes on Thanksgiving. And what we need to do is decide what side you're on. Are you with the doggy? Are you with the whole pack of badgers, a.k.a. Russell Wilson? So, now, let's hear each side, and you guys tell me which side you're on here. Here is Christopher Mad Dog Russo from First Take on ESPN yesterday, giving his breakdown of Thanksgiving. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes, when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
I hate, can't stand it. It's a disaster. And Christmas is coming, which is worse. I hate Thanksgiving. I can't stand it. Wow. Touch, touch football with the guys at Caverfield and Syacid and then quiet. That's what I want. I don't want to be in traffic. I don't want to eat carrots, yams, turkey, gravy, and pumpkin pie. I can't stand it. So you should have sweet potato pie. Why don't you have something at your house so you don't have to get stuck in traffic? It's not just the traffic, it's people. (laughs) What happened to family? Fun Are you? Football. You can have my family. Let me hang out with the two dogs and sit there all day and not be bothered. I don't want people in my life, and that includes my kids. <laughs> all right, so that's the doggy. That is the doggy. By the way, I feel ripped off. November 21st, 2018, at Evco Radio, I found my tweet on this. If you like turkey so much, you would eat it more during the year. If you like the family that you only see on Thanksgiving so much, you would see them more during the year. Let's not fake it, please. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Now, the dueling opinion that you have to choose from, Doggy versus Russell Wilson Broncos on Thanksgiving. You know, every day I get to wake up, I get to come to this building and just gratitude. You know, I think Thanksgiving is every day in terms of the mentality you should have, you know, just gratitude for the gift that we get to live and breathe every morning. I thank God every day that I get to breathe and just wake up and just do what I get to do, what you all get to do as well as a gift. Um, We get to be around amazing people, um, a great organization. Um, uh, I get to be around a great locker room of guys that are dedicated to the craft. And that's all you want every day is to be, be around amazing people that, that want to give everything they have and vice versa. And, um, and so, um, you know, I always tell you guys I have the best job in the world. I'm one of 32 men in the world. I get to do what I get to do. There's 8 billion people in the world. And so every day I get to drive in here, I, I just thank God for the gift of life and breath, my family, um, the gift of the game, what it's given to me in terms of just um, love and passion for, the, for, for something. Um, and I uh, can't wait to, to have more, a lot of more great days. All right. Who's closer to being right, Dog or Russell Wilson? I guess it's Russell Wilson, but he be laying it all thick, man. Like, <laughs> I get it. We, we grateful. We, we're, we're, we're thankful to be alive. But, like, for every breath that I take, I'm thankful. Like, I, like all right, dog, we get it. I, I get it. I understand it. It's just Russell Wilson takes it a little bit too far sometimes. He does. Now, I'm – I'm closer to him than I am dog. I've already told y'all, I think Thanksgiving is the Super Bowl of all holidays because you got all of the food, you got the family, you got the football without the pressure of gift giving, and you got a nice long weekend. You got essentially Wednesday because that's Thanksgiving Eve. You got Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So like you've got five good days in there where you could just chill and be around your people and have great food and have ball on. That is awesome. Like I, I, there's no other time in the calendar that's quite like that. So that's why I give the edge to Thanksgiving all the, all the holidays, and that's why I'm closer to Russell Wilson than I am, dog. But I just I feel uncomfortable being aligned with Russ just because he lays it on way too thick. Cece, I thought the exact same thing as Russ started talking. I was like, oh, this reminds me of me. I do a daily gratitude practice. I have a gratitude journal every morning. I write down three things I'm thankful for. Before you go to bed, I write down three great things that happened during the day. So I'm with him. I I tried to have a grateful heart every single day. But about 32 seconds in, he lost me. You know, he, he just can't make it simple. To your point where it's like every breath we take, we need to be grateful. I'm like, you know, you had me. 
Russ, you just you had me. You had to just take it over the line and make it a little bit too syrupy for me. So I'm with Cece. I'm closer to Russ in this exercise. I'm not like, dog, you can take the family. That includes my kids. But I, I would like to say I'm with Russ up until about the 22-second mark. Okay, yeah. so um, there's a right answer to this. The right answer is actually we should all be like Russell Wilson. None of us are actually like Russell Wilson and would say it that way ever, right? Like he – I get what you're saying. He's over the top. But like the way in which he's operating is in theory the way in which if the world was like that – and obviously we're going to do everything we can to, to raise awareness for white billionaires today with Jim Irsay. But, you know, if the world if the world was like that, it probably They're at be, risk, yeah, yeah, the, the, the at-risk yeah. white billionaires. you, you know got to add that piece to it. The, the at-risk at white, white billionaires. I'm glad somebody brought it up, honestly. Yeah, yeah you were going to, but Irsay got to it first. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the reality is – is not the kids part. I'm with doggy. Oh my God, it's so overrated. We have food that we don't necessarily love. We have family around and people around that you don't necessarily want in your house. You're driving too far. You're eating too much. You're eating at a time you don't want to eat at. Dog's right. Dog is absolutely right. I'm closer to dog than I am Russell Wilson. I'm the, I should go home today with 30 people in my house and be unbelievably thankful because I love them all. They're great. I, there's nobody that's going to be at my house today that I don't want to be at my house. But I, all I care about is my couch getting stained. That's it. Well, well, that's hold the only on, thing I care on, about hold today. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How can you say you're driving too far, yet you're hosting Thanksgiving? Well, no, you I'm can't complain. everybody else. You can't <laughs> complain about the travel if you're hosting it, That's dog. right. That's right. You can't complain. And if you're hosting it, you're the one that's setting the menu. So when we talk about food that you don't like, that's a you problem. That's right, CC. You yes. can you can have the menu be whatever you want. You can set your own Thanksgiving Day traditions. Like in the Canny household, the duck is the bird of honor, not the turkey. We don't have turkey nowhere near around here. It ain't gonna happen. We have duck and we have hair. We we, my wife and I, set the menu. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when it comes to the food you don't like. That's a you problem. When it comes to the driving, that's a you problem. When it comes to the people in your house, I get it. Sometimes you wish you could draft certain family members over others. But, <laughs> hey, listen, that's just how it works. Those are the breaks. But being able to have the love in the building with you and, and not really have a whole lot else to do other than enjoy one another's company and enjoy the games – I mean, that's what makes it well, a special time of year, man. I don't understand how you can be out on that, Ev. Well, I'm saying that in gen- for the masses, if you're playing a road game today and not a home game, right? For the- You're right. Everything you said, if you're playing a home game. But if you're going on the road today, I promise you, I promise you, somebody listening right now, many people listening right now, are mad at how far they have to drive are mad at the fact that they're not going to have the food they want to have and are mad about the fact that they don't have the people around they want to have around and they're not playing a home then game. Then why are they going? Well, it's then hard. Why are they going? Done. <laughs> yeah. Why are they going? Also, it's, if it's you don't like the just food. just don't go. Like, just don't go. If you hate You're right. Thanksgiving, yeah, just, just don't go. go. Right. Don't go. Make a lasagna but Pat, and stay you know, home. But, like, Pat, you well, know that that's it. not the case. You it's know that, absolutely the case. You're an adult. I understand that, but it becomes a thing. Wait a minute. If you're invited to Thanksgiving, you're like, nah. I'm good. Yeah, that becomes yeah. a massive thing. Yeah. I don't feel Sorry. well. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. Busy. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're just not doing it this year. Thirty seconds. <laughs> was that on the air that you just said? Yeah, it was on yeah, the air. Right. Right. I love it. I'm just not doing it. I'm out on Thanksgiving with you guys. I'd rather be by myself than to do Thanksgiving with y'all. That sends the message that you want to send to the trash people that want you there for Thanksgiving. Cece, would you, you rather have me there? You would treat me better, and I would want to come. That's all I'm saying. You're, you, you have a bad – you and Dog have an awful take when it comes to Thanksgiving. Oh. We're on Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio.
Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.